0: We're beginning a new series entitled Stand Firm from Ephesians 6, and I'm going to get right to God's Word. Verse 10, Ephesians 6, 10, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities and against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil. In the heavenly realms, therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. You don't have to lose ground in a fight, God's saying. And after you've done everything to stand, stand the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now we've had six weapons so far and here's the seventh. Paul did not attach it to a weapon, but uh, history tells us that the Roman guards also had a spear for throwing, and verse 18 is that spear, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Verse 14, stand firm, stand firm. This series, is going. we're gonna be hanging out the whole month of July, and then in August, we go into our overflow series and our overflow offering. And, uh, but man, this series, if, if the 9.30 is any indication of where we're going, we're going somewhere good. In Jesus' name, can you say amen? Father, speak now. Uh, let a teaching anointing come in the room that we would hear the word, listen to the word, obey the word, respond to the word. Walk in the word. I pray for revelation and light to flow. No distractions, no hindrances as we go now to your word. Speak, Lord, we're listening, we're expectant, we honor your word, and we believe there is a word in the house. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Amen Amen and amen. I want to just give you three things quickly from the text, and it's going to take us a long time to get through these eight verses, but uh, I want to give you just a few verses today. Number one, there is strength for the fight. Amen. There is strength for the fight. Verse 10 says, be strong in the Lord. And so I guess I should just say uh, the obvious, but maybe it's not obvious and maybe it will become obvious to you. We are in a fight. Amen. (laughs) Uh, There is the world system, there is culture, and there is the spirit of this world. God actually says in the word that Satan is the God, small g, of this world that he is running the show. You know, a lot of people say, well, God is in control. Actually, the devil is the God of this world. And the Bible says he is blinding the eyes of the unbeliever. So we are in a supernatural spiritual battle. I'm not saying any of this to scare you or to freak you out. I'm just saying it's what we're in. And and so if you ever feel resistance, that's probably a good thing. (laughs) We get discouraged by resistance, but it was resistance that birthed the church. You know, the church never left Jerusalem until there was persecution. The only reason that we have 2.2 billion believers around the world is because of persecution, because of resistance. If you're never facing resistance, you might be going in the same direction as your enemy. <sighs> well, let's just get started right away, huh? Let's just... Some of, y'all, some of y'all say, man, it was easy. I feel like life was easier before I became a believer. Absolutely you were on the side of the god of this world but now you're on the side of god of heaven and so we are in a we're in a fight there's some resistance we are a we're not just a subculture. We are a counterculture. We are bringing a different message. Where the world preaches hate, we preach love. Where the world preaches justice, we preach forgiveness. Where the world uh, is saying eye for an eye," we're saying "turn the other cheek." We we have a radically different message than the world. We are we are a people of salt and light and holiness. And yes, that comes with persecution. And 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 you go well. If the church was more like Jesus, the world would love us. Do you know what the world did to Jesus? Anyone ever read the Bible? They watched the miracles. They watched a perfect, sinless life for 33 years, and they rewarded it with a cross. So don't tell me that we're hated because we're um, hypocrites. We're hated because there is a God of this world, and we are diametrically opposed to that system. Well, I'm going to cough really quick, and then I'm going to preach. Amen. And so I had to get that out of my... So we're in a fight. Now, if I could have some water, that'd be incredible, if anybody wants to work on that. <laughs> so we're in a fight. But now, we're not in a fight like God versus Satan, like they're equals. They're not. We just sang really good theology. You have no rival. And so there, there is none of that. And we're not in a fight against people because we don't fight against flesh and blood. Amen. All you Republicans, the Democrats are not your enemy. Uh, Democrats, the Republicans are not your enemy. We don't fight against flesh and blood. Uh, your spouse is not the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not your problem. Tell them that. Say, I'm not your problem. <laughs> but we are, we, are, we are in a fight over our soul. We're in a fight over the victory Jesus already purchased for us. John 10.10, 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I've come to give you an abundant life, the God life, the good life. And so these things are in opposition. Luke 22.31. Peter, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat. This word sift means to shake. Inward agitation, to separate. And Jesus' response to verse 21 is not, but I've rebuked the devil, don't worry about it. No, he said, but I've prayed for you. (laughs) Like it's gonna happen, but I'm praying for you and there's gonna be grace to get through the sifting. Because a lot of you believe to lie. Well, if I love Jesus, then I'll never have a problem. No, no, no. Satan wants to sift you, to inwardly agitate you, to shake you, to separate you from your calling, and to separate you from the right people and separate you from your purpose. But Jesus said, I've prayed for you that you would have the grace to stand. So, so I wrote this in my notes. I know I'm really serious. Like, I know. <laughs> I know, like, I'm always so intense, and you're like, oh, I brought a friend, oh. (laughs) Like, I'm super funny on the week that you didn't bring a friend, and you're like, oh, this is perfect if I had brought a friend, and then you bring him the next week, and I'm talking about the devil, right? And you're like, there's a guest. I know, so give him a podcast of a funnier message. I know I'm intense, I know, I know, I know, I get it. Let me just give you two things really quickly. First of all, I'm a pastor, and that means I am not called to entertain goats. I'm called to feed sheep, So number one, and all all that means is, all that means is I am not an entertainer on the strip. I'm not a comedian and I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm a preacher of the Bible and I preach the Bible to Christians and I feed them the scriptures. And in the preaching, people who are not believers become believers. But my first mandate, my first mandate, your first mandate is to win your friends out there. And then the saved gather, and I teach the Bible. Yeah. So let me just start by saying that, okay? And obviously, people who are not Christians are more than welcome, but what it does mean is there's sometimes that, yeah, I'm going to say things that are like, whoa. <laughs> but let me say this. I want you to win. I want you to get everything God has for you. I want you to walk in this superabundance of Jesus. I want you to have the life of Jesus, the Zoe life, the life more abundantly of Jesus. And that's why I take this so seriously and that's why I talk about these kind of topics. And I know it's, I know it's heavy, but, it, but life is heavy. And I guess we could just come together for an hour every week and just smile and just like, oh, it's just so good. But it isn't. <laughs> we, we, need, we need real meat to get through what we have to get through in life. And so th- this battle is more about the battle of experiencing the life that Christ has for us. So, like if I could remind you of our Grace series, which is a beautiful series I want everyone to listen to. It's already done. Like Jesus has done what he's going to do in our life, and it is finished. John 19, 30, it is finished. Like I have everything I need in Jesus. It is finished. Ephesians 1, 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing. I have have every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. So this tells me that my fight is not for victory, but from victory. But it's still a fight. So verse 10 says, be strong. Now in the Greek language, the better transliteration of this is receive strength. So not be strong in the Lord like, okay, i got to toughen up, but receive strength from the Lord. There is strength available that you can receive to do everything God's called you to do. And you're going to need it. You know, people say, the Lord will never let you carry anything more than you can handle. Psh! my whole life is more than I can handle. I think it's the opposite. The Lord will never give you anything that you can. Like he wants to give you more so that you actually have to go to his grace and his strength to do it. Like I cannot do what I'm doing without the grace of God. And if, by the way, if you can accomplish your dream without him, your dream is too small. If you can live your life without him, your life is too small. If you can operate the way you can operate without the power of the Holy Ghost, friend, it's too small. Everything God puts on you is too big for your shoulders, but it's perfectly fit for his shoulders. So there's strength to receive in order to do what you could not do without him. Hmm. So Jesus said it's finished. Jesus said it's done but we have to enforce it. That's what this fight is. It's a a fight of enforcement. If if I could explain it like, um, God gave Adam and Eve the garden. He didn't give it to the devil, he gave it to Adam and Eve. And Satan comes into the garden and he offers Eve a piece of fruit. And there was no sin yet because God had given it to Adam to rule and reign. And you can read that in your Bible later. It's all there in Genesis. It wasn't until Adam ate the fruit that, that, that sin had been released. Okay, let me just say this. Satan was there illegally. Yeah, it wasn't his garden. So the moment the devil started talking, Adam should have grabbed the snake, popped its head off. Thrown it in a river somewhere and got that grab of grabbed that piece of fruit and went, hey God, there's this fruit here. Can you do something with this? All he had to do was enforce what was already his. Like I lock, I lock my, dar, my doors every night before we go to bed and I make sure the garage door's shut I make sure the windows are shut. I don't live in fear. I'm not afraid of a burglar. I'm not afraid of bad guys. But we locked it. all I'm doing is enforcing what's already mine. I sleep good at night but I, but I do lock up. All spiritual warfare is locking up. I'm just making sure doors are shut, windows are shut, and avenues are shut. I don't live in fear, but I am enforcing what is already mine in Jesus. That's all spirit. I'm not trying to get something, I'm just enforcing something. Notice, by the way, all of the body armor, we'll get into this later, none of the body armor covers your back. Because we're never in the defensive, we're never running, we're always moving forward. And so, amen. So he said, receive strength. This isn't about trying harder. This isn't, you know, we start talking about spiritual warfare. It gets really hooky, spooky, really quick, right? You know, if you grew up in church like I did, that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about being afraid of the devil. We're we're talking about standing in the strength that we already have and receiving it and walking in it. Number two, It is a war of words. It is a war of words. Verse 11 says, the devil's schemes. Yeah. By the way, I had to YouTube, is it scheme or shame? (laughs) Because I have a GED and sometimes I don't know English. So I went on YouTube and typed in how to pronounce (laughs) scheme and this little white lady popped up and went, scheme. Scheme. Has anyone ever done that with like a Spanish word or... Okay, no. Y'all gonna leave me hanging. It's okay. Y'all went to college. (laughs) I go to GED. (laughs) I would have come up here like, and the devil (laughs) shames. Notice that when Paul talks about spiritual warfare, he uses the word devil. Notice also that it's the devil. You never see devil. It's the devil because the devil devil is a position. It's a title. It's not his name. It's what he does. Like, my name is not pastor, but some of you call me Pastor Jaben, or you say, that's the pastor of the church. Um, people walk up to me all the time, probably, you're my pastor. I go, am I really? Do you know my name? Ah, okay, I'm not your pastor. And so, uh, you just think I am. And so... Um, He's the devil. By the way, in the original languages, you'll never see Satan. It's always the Satan. It's his position. It's what he does. It's his title. It's not his name. But he's the devil. Here's what devil means. And you got to know this because in spiritual warfare, you're facing the devil. Right now, there's dozens of words for the enemy throughout scripture. But in spiritual warfare, you're facing the devil. Here's why this is important. Man, I'm going to help somebody right now. I'm telling you. This Greek word is diablos. It means to slander, slanderous, accusing falsely, opposing the cause of God with words. It means to author evil. It means to persecute good men, estranging mankind from God and enticing them to sin, slander. The devil is the slanderer. Let me go on to say this, slander is the action and crime, it's a crime, of making a false spoken statement damaging a person's reputation. You know, you can sue people over this. It's illegal. Okay. Slander is illegal, and in the spirit, it's illegal. By the way, that's why you never wanna gossip or slander, because in that moment, you become the devil. Great to meet you, I know you're new, and I'm like, (laughs) never met. I'm wearing a Led Zeppelin shirt telling you you're Satan, but. (laughs) That's why why we don't play games, because, but it's illegal. Every time the devil talks, he's breaking the law. That's why Isaiah says, uh, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, I shall condemn because it's illegal. And you can judge the word of the devil and say, I condemn that word in the name of Jesus. I call it false and illegal in the spirit. And I claim it has no power over me. So the devil is a slanderer. He's a liar. Jesus said that in John 8. He's been lying since the beginning. It's his only language. His only language is lies. This is what he does. And he slanders. He, he lies. He separates. He persecutes. So Paul says, in this fight, it's a war of words. There are many, uh, well, let me just keep going here with the devil. The devil's schemes, okay? This word scheme in the original language means methods. So what are the slanderer's schemes? What are the devil's methods? Well, his methods is words. Revelation 12. Y'all are doing so good with me. I feel the faith in the room. Thank you. I I know I'm coming heavy. Uh, you're like, man, don't take vacation so much. You come back too intense. Okay. <laughs> so the Bible says the great dragon was hurled down. That is the devil. This is Revelation 12:9. Now verse 10, then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of God and the authority of the Messiah for the accuser of our brothers and sisters. Who's that? The devil. who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. And they triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Word, word. The devil's scheme, the devil's method is words. And we overcome him with the words of our testimony. What's our testimony? The blood of the lamb. I'm forgiven. I'm healed. I'm complete in Christ. I have everything I need I have all spiritual blessings so the devil hurls a lie separation the devil hurls persecution and then we speak against it with the word and we overcome his words with God's word we overcome his words with the words of our testimony we overcome lies with truth this is spiritual warfare Spiritual warfare is simply coming against the enemy with the word of the Lord, but he's talking. So let me say it like this. He doesn't really cause circumstance as much as he speaks into circumstance. Okay, this is big. Uh, One of our awesome people in our church, Ron Scarpa, got in this terrible car wreck a few weeks back and by the grace of God, he survived. I mean, his car went up in flames, got T-bone totaled, head burned, I mean, just beat up, and he was in church today for the first time, and to God be the glory, and and, and see, when Ron was driving through that green light, it's not that the devil possessed the woman to run the red light and T-bone him, okay? But the moment it happens, he starts talking. So Ron's in the car and flames are all around and the devil says, you're gonna die. It's over, give up. The devil starts saying, what, what, what caused this? What doors do you have open to the enemy that would actually make this happen? What have you been doing? What, what unforgiveness is in your heart? What sin is in your life that you could run a green light and someone could T-bone you? Condemnation, condemnation, condemnation. The Bible calls them fiery darts of the enemy, arrows of the enemy. He starts, he starts telling you why you're in the mess you're in and it's a lie. It's accusations. Things like this always happen to you. You always get in car. You always get in fender benders. It's always your luck. Oh, this is always how it goes. Your AC always goes out. It's no one else. It's always you. And he starts talking in the circumstance. That's why you got to talk in the circumstance. Because somebody's words are going to win. Well, I, you know, this is just how my family is. We all have breast cancer. Yeah, you know, we all have diabetes. Yeah, we're all, we're all fat. Yeah, we all ugly. Yeah, we all broke. Yeah, we're all in poverty. Yeah, none of us have good social skills. Yeah, none of us have ever been to college. And you start believing that, like your spouse isn't demon possessed. All the married people, look at, your, look at your spouse real quick say, I'm not your problem. Tell them that I'm not your problem. I'm not your problem. Oh, that felt so good for some of you guys because you've never been able to say that and you're like, right now you're like, thank you, Jesus. Look at one other, anybody you want and just say, you're not my problem. Tell them that you're not my problem. So, so look, it's not that the devil is attacking your marriage as much as He just starts throwing in shots. They don't love you like they used to love you. They don't appreciate you. She's never gonna change for you. They're never gonna forgive you. Don't even try. You can never talk to them about that. They don't care about you. They don't love you. And he just starts throwing out words, and look, and he's looking to see if you'll take the bait. And just like a good fisherman will Test different bait until they get that fish? The devil will just keep throwing little words of separation, little words of condemnation, little accusations. They don't care about you, they're not for you. The devil's never going to say, You know, Angela, you just need to really show some grace in this season. Man, you guys are going to make it. You're going to be okay. You know, the Holy Spirit's doing a deep work in your heart. He's never going to do that. (laughs) He's going to go, She's jacked up. (laughs) And he's gonna tell you that about him because all he does is separate and accuse. So if you ever just wake up and you just look at your spouse and you just go, y'all know it's true. Don't leave me out here hanging like like you've never just, mm." you know what you do? You grab them and you pray and then you have sex. You push the devil right out of your house. (laughs) Y'all laughing. Pray first. Or after. I mean, whatever. Whatever's better. I don't care when you do it. Just do one or the other. You got to fight for your marriage. It's not that the devil, like, causes you to get sick necessarily, but then he starts throwing in wart you, you feel one little bump. And he's like, cancer. <laughs> but who even needs the devil anymore with WebMD? Am I right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got one little bump. <laughs> Go on WebMD. They're like, you have Ebola. It's like, I think it's a wart. Nope, Ebola. Uh, okay. And he starts throwing. You'll never get better. You'll never get healed. Don't even don't even try to beat it. Don't even try to conquer that. Don't even try to change some things in your lifestyle. Don't even because it's always going to be this way. It's always going and he just start, you're always going to be an alcoholic. You're always going to need it. You're always going to need that drink. You're always going to need that high. You're always going to need weed. You're always going you're always going to need that edge to be taken off. It's always and he just throws words at you. It's a war of words. He's the accuser. <sighs> That's why, you ha- that's why this book has to become everything to you. Because when this becomes everything to you, the moment he talks, you just know it's a lie. You just know that voice and you know it's not the voice of the good shepherd. You just know. There, there are times in our own family that I'll just know, man, we're under attack. I don't know where it's, I don't know why, I don't know. But, and, and I can judge what I'm feeling and sensing by the word. So, so lastly, you can stand, I can stand every day, every day. So he says this in verse 13, if we could see it. So when the day of evil comes, when? Um, let, me, let me define the day of evil. This is my own definition. It's the day when Satan uses a circumstance in your life, to separate you from God, discourage you, tempt you, and distract you. It's a day of concentrated evil. It's a heightened moment of warfare. Um, when the day of evil, not if. Hello. <laughs> See, I wish I could tell you, y'all, you just need to have more faith. You'll never have to deal with this. <laughs> no. That, that's the one just major erroneous thinking about so much of charis, charismatic theology. Well, if you had more faith, you wouldn't deal with this. No, there's just times it just sh- it, he just shows up at your door. <laughs> just the day of evil shows up. And I got faith and I love Jesus and I'm doing everything I know to do, but here he is and the, and the devil's knocking on my door. And when the devil knocks on your door, faith has to answer. When fear knocks on the door, faith has to answer. When discouragement knocks on the door, when addiction knocks on the door, when depression knocks on the door, when, when, when those struggles knock on the door, faith has to answer. And they can just, sh- when the day of evil comes, in other words, it's moving. It can just, boom, it just shows up in your life. It's like, where did this come from? Have y'all ever fallen back into something that you knew you were safe from for like five years? You're like, I ain't ever doing that again. Five years later, you're like, why do I want that? Why am I... No, nobody. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And you're going, I thought I was saved from, I thought the Lord delivered me from that. I thought I was, and, he just, and it's just the day of evil just shows up. When, not if, when. And you go, where is this coming? Where did, why is our marriage dealing with this? Why is my mind going there? Why is my heart dealing with that? Why, my, why am I tempted back in that? I've been just, and it's going to happen. Now, listen, it's not every day. (laughs) Don't let the day of evil become a season. Some of y'all struggle too much. Like, I mean, every day is a new something. It's a new demon. It's a new principality. It's a new struggle. It's an, I mean, you've been, you've just embraced this. It's just, it's a day of evil. Notice, when the day of evil comes moving, you stand firm. You don't move. It moves on. Oh, did y'all hear me? You don't move. So you don't backslide. You don't have to go back to the addiction. You don't have to go back to the struggle. Your marriage doesn't have to take five steps back. You don't have to do something that you're really going to regret and have to confess and talk about and go back to counseling again. No, no, no. It comes, but it goes, and you remain. Boy, I'm tempted today. I don't know, but I'm going to stand. And I'm going to stand firm. And I'm going to call some people. I'm going to get some help. I'm going to get some prayer support. I'm going to stand on the word. I'm going to talk to my, my friends about it or my spouse about it or whatever I got to do. I'm going to get out and I'm going to do something. But what I'm not, I'm not moving. I'm standing. And this too shall pass. This thing will move on because it came, but it will go. Listen, you stay in one church long enough? You're going to have days like that, days of evil in your church. You're going to go, I'm done with this church. That dude, oh, my God, he just, oh. And then then if you're mature and you're planted, you just, you forgive. (laughs) I have not wanted to quit yet. But I will. Like, I'm only 16 months in. There will come a day that I'm going to be like, I'm done with those people. I'm going to jack them up. Y'all ever seen those YouTube clips of pastors that just go crazy on stage? In the media booth. You know, I don't know if you've seen that one anyway. It's awesome. You're building your own kingdom in the media booth. Okay, anyway. YouTube is it. great. Okay, it's hilarious. Like, I don't ever want that to happen. There's gonna be days that I'm gonna have to go, nope, God's called me here. I'm standing. Like, it's just in life. It's just how it is. Okay. And Paul does not say... Put on the full armor of God so you'll never experience this. He says, Put on the full armor of God so you can stand through it. There are mountains in your life that you will speak to and they will move. And there are mountains in your life that you'll have to climb. And no one wants to hear it, but it's true. I don't want to hear it. But here's what Paul's saying. He's saying you can be so full of the Word of God, the armor of God, the life of God, the Holy Spirit, so that when these moments come, it doesn't shipwreck your faith. You just keep moving, you recognize it for what it is. I'm in a fight, I'm in a struggle. We're, we're under attack. There, and you, you, rec- you don't put your he- head in the sand and act like it isn't happening. You recognize it and you stand against it. So that day of evil, it could be a diagnosis. It could be a temptation. It could be some new person at the office that's just super fine. And, and you're just going, I know you ain't right for me, but oh, Jesus. <laughs> It might be a temptation to go back to an addiction. It might be a 3 a.m. text from a, yeah. yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Sleeping. <laughs> How did you get my number? I thought I blocked you. Amen. It could be a trial. It could. It could just be. A funk, just a spiritual, just like, man, what is it? It could be the best season of your life that makes you forget your need for the Lord. It, I mean, it could be the, the day of evil is, is whatever bait the devil can throw at you. But in those days, you stand. And on Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is shifting, sinking, sand. All other ground is sinking, sand. And you just stand. <laughs> and so, in every seat, that's what Paul's saying. Paul's saying, "This is what I want to get across." And I think, I think I do this a lot. And I don't. I know I maybe sound like you know just a broken record. I just want consistency for you. And it comes from the word, it comes from the Holy Spirit, and it just comes from in every in every season, I just stand. The world is moving and culture is shifting and the enemy's doing all he can do. And and then there's just this church of the Lord Jesus Christ that is strong and consistent and simple and free. That's what he wants for us. And so the whole world is doing what the world does. And we're strong. And we stand. And we're consistent. And that's that's what's available to us in Jesus. So I'm excited about this series. So we're gonna get in all the armor, we're gonna get in all the different pieces and. It's going to be incredible, but, man, I'm just telling you, there's strength for the journey, y'all. There's strength for the journey. hallelujah. Can you lift up your hands? Father, we receive your grace and your strength right now in Jesus' name. No matter the season, no matter if we feel like we're on the highest mountain, the lowest valley, no matter where we are, if we just even feel indifferent right now, wherever we are, Holy Spirit, breathe upon us, O breath of God. Strengthen us. We resist discouragement, we resist offense, we resist bitterness, we resist that urge in us to just throw in the towel and quit. No, we stand firm on the promises of God, knowing that this too shall pass and we will remain. in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, give God some praise.